from iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Bloodline Entertainment Network. Find all your sports and wrestling entertainment needs in one place as we form a new network that features several different podcasts, watch-alongs, sports and entertainment shows, and much more. The Bloodline Entertainment Network debuts March 5th. Let a drink in the club to the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the streets to the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Who can fuck with the Nero? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver Don, out of the top shot of the top spot. Final boss you cross, that's when your ride stop. Bossy out with that white chalk. Trigger finger streets, my leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood. To the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club. To the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the streets. To the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. To the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the pack. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, episode 275. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Today we have a super stack show. That's why we are bringing on two of my homies. This is, by the way, a double header. We're going to talk about that, too. Bringing on two of my homies. We got Dan from Cage My IQ. What's good, homie? What is going on? I just got eliminated from the Royal Rumble during that uh, video. <laughs> also, we got from the Universal Wrestling Podcast, my boy Nick Dieterding, my bloodline brother. Yes, What's sir. Good, What's good, man? How are you guys doing? Here. Doing great. Good, good. Thank you I so much for that. coming, guys. Dude, that, that got me going, man. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank Let's you. Let's play it again. <laughs> Don't tell me. I would. I'll play for the whole 30 minutes. <laughs> Every time Dan talks, just hit play. 
Before we start the show today, got to give a big shout out to my sponsors at manscaped.com. Put in the promo code for 20% off site-wide. DeLorean, capital D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N. If you're going to go to Manscaped, why not get 20% off? Make sure you put in that promo code. Shout out to the chat already popping. We got my homie Tim King in the motherfucking house. Shout out the to Tim King. King. Tim King. No. We got Brocast in the house. Thank you so much for joining. We got the tribal chief himself, Devin in the house. Thank you so much. My bloodline brothers are definitely represented right now. Also, ladies and gentlemen, big shout out to the bloodline. Bloodline is going to be launching on March 5th. We have the launch party Ooh, on the 4th, baby. but the official launch will be March 5th. So stay tuned for more information on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. I appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you so much for all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. But let's get right into the show. We have a doozy of an episode of ECW. Let's hop into that DeLorean. Let's get him back in time right now. Now, this is the first time I had both of you guys on an ECW review. What was it like for you guys to go back in time and watch some of the crazy wild, wild west action of ECW? Well, my uh, my eyes must I must be going blind because I can't see Danny boy. <laughs> my eyes aren't good in the future. No, I'll start it. Um, the obsession, the obsession from the fans. I mean, from the start to the beginning, Every match, even the first match that was, you know, mid, it was nonstop action. And it was, you know, something special, something that you don't see nowadays. Not that, you know, the Chamber wasn't a phenomenal pay-per-view. It's just, it's different. And I think that back in the day was good. Most definitely. Dan? Just brings back memories. The memories, of course, because ECW is synonymous with uh, Philadelphia you got ECW Arena, but then with this one, uh, of course, they're in Queens, which is very cool to yeah. see and to see some of these old school guys that like we grew up with. And then I forgot how much I loved ECW. Yeah, definitely. You know, the Queens Arena, the Elks Lodge was their home away from home. They yeah. uh, rechristened it the, the Madhouse of Extreme. I went to yeah. many shows at the Elks Lodge, but never for ECW. Um, I didn't start to go into ECW shows until they started running uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom around like 2000. So definitely, what kind of shows were there? Bingo. What at the Elks Lodge? Yeah. So, to be honest, Bingo. I don't know, but I do know that it's a church now. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I think the church is even closing down. But I know. There you uh, go, Cage. Until... <laughs> yep, nice and clear. I think up until about um, I, I would say 2012. Now. Sorry. <laughs> It's all good. Up until about 2012, I know Evolve and Dragon Gate USA were still running shows at the Elks Lodge. But definitely cool to go back in time and check out the Elks Lodge. It was an awesome, awesome arena. Shout out to Kofi Weeson in the motherfucking Kofi! building. Shout out Dirty Hills Podcast. Shout out the World Elite Podcast as well. What up, Dylan? Thank you for being here. And shout out to the Circle of Debate. We got the homie. The we got not only the president, but the devious one. What's up? <laughs> and yes, Tim Bam Bam was fucking beautiful. 
<laughs> but yeah, definitely. Let's let's get into the show. Uh, show starts off with Joey Styles. He brings out the franchise Shane Douglas, Francine. You know, right now the franchise Shane Douglas is the ECW champion. He is also Joey Styles' color commentator, and they're always with Francine. Shout out to Francine, friend of the podcast. Yeah, we man. open up the show with Chris Candido coming out with Sonny, who this is only like her third or fourth appearance for ECW, but it is clear that Sonny's going to be more full-time with ECW. And the crowd is, you know, welcoming her with a show your tits chant, <laughs> just like any ECW crowd would do. Yeah, buddy. Of, of, of course. Yeah, what was your thoughts on seeing Sonny in ECW? Yeah, as a WWE fan, it's it's something cool to see. You don't you don't get to see that nowadays. Again, we're talking about the past, and that's something that happened not often, but you would see that time from time, you know, time to time that uh, somebody would hop and go over to uh, you know the other company. This was cool. I mean, this is a company that you know. Do I really want to you know hop over and go to ECW? But it was hot. It was really hot, and I think it worked out. I mean, Sunny is you know. <laughs> Sonny is who Sonny is. That's all I'll say. But, I mean, a good pop, bad pop, that's what she got. She got the bad pop. And it's still good because they're intrigued. You know, they they want to see more. Yeah, they're going to chant, you know, show your tits. But that's a pop. So I dug it. It's better than no reaction at all. Of course, that's what uh, you look for in wrestling is some sort of reaction, whether it's good or bad. And she definitely got a – a good one in, in that sense there. And then we, we got to remember a couple of years ago before this shoot in WWE, her and Chris Candino were together because she managed, was it the Bonnie Donna's? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. he was uh, skip. Look at you. Yeah, when they're, when they were tag champions in like you knew the like answer. 94, 95. So. Now, yeah, most definitely. And this leads to Landstorm coming out. I feel like this is the never ending feud. We've been talking about Landstorm and, uh, Chris Candido feuding since November of 1997. We're now in August 1998. This feud has been going on and on and on. But yeah. the feud started out with Candido as the clear heel, now getting more of a babyface reaction, and Lance Storm as the babyface, now turning more heel and getting a little bit more cocky. Um, just like I said a couple weeks ago with uh, Dom from Top Rope Wrestling Talk, for anybody who says that Lance Storm is a boring wrestler or boring on the mic, they haven't seen Lance Storm in ECW he definitely had a little bit more attitude, a little bit more, you know, character. Yeah. But, yeah, Landstorm is talking his shit. Chris D- Candido ain't having it. You know what I mean? He ain't going to talk to his girl like that. So Candido takes out Storm. But what do you guys think about Storm and Candido? I don't know if you guys are familiar with some of their action here, but they, they've been feuding for a very long time. What do you think about this feud between these two? Sorry with you, with you, Nick. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like that how they were presented, too. And that's kind of what I love about ECW. It's not the, you know, the promos and the beautiful um, backstage segments. It's I'm here to fight. And that's what we want to see. And what better than have these two go one on one for years and years and years. It's like KO and Sammy. I can't get enough. Yeah, for sure. Dan? Coming in, not remembering what happened before this episode. I I looked in. I'm like, okay. It looked like they're presenting – Landstorm as a baby face coming out, and then Candido and Sonny were getting like the mixed reaction. But then by the end, I was like, did they just switch it up and they made Candido and Sonny the, the baby faces and Landstorm the hero? Because the crowd was just popping for Sonny, and then she goes, I'm gonna slap you, and he goes, No, you're not slapping me then. And then she goes and does it, and then he insults 
Candido going, I was the better one of the tag team anyway. Yeah. And yeah. then he gets slapped and goes out. I, I like that because it was like coming in fresh. It was like, oh shit, I didn't expect that to happen. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Yeah, most definitely. Let's get into the first matchup of the night. A knockdown, drag-out matchup. A matchup that almost went an hour. Almost hit the time limit draw. Yeah. We had Spike Dudley versus the debut of Sal E. Graziano. This is a true David versus Goliath. Sal E. was like 600 pounds. Big boy. Uh, big guy. He, he eventually stays and he joins the FBI, I think, in a year or so. Uh, Spike Dudley at the time, he's known as the giant killer for getting a victory over not only Bam Bam Bigelow, but getting a victory <laughs> over Mabel, who yep. had a little uh, brief run yeah. in ECW. But yeah, Spike Dudley, low blow, acid drop, one, two, three. What did you think yeah. about Spike Dudley being the giant killer here, Nick? I loved it, man. It, it just, it's funny. Like you said, you were uh, 
mocking, you know, how long the match was. Well, the match wasn't very long, but the entrance for Spike, I mean, it took like 10 minutes. <laughs> so they had to make up some time. So it was a one, two, three count, yeah. but yeah. Um, not much story here other than what you know from the past, but as a giant killer to, to do this, because I think on the broadcast, they said he's like the biggest, I don't know if it's a stupid stat, but he's, they said Sal's like the biggest competitor ever. I mean, yeah. I they're trying to sell the angle because it was only a 10-second match. But yeah. it was, you know, <laughs> it's not a five-star match. I don't even know if it gets one. <laughs> but I, I guess it got the point across that, you know, Spike is a giant killer. Most definitely. Dan? It got the crowd popping because it comes out, and just like you said, 600 pounds. They're building him. They make it look like, how is he going to win? And then, boom, what did it take, like 10 seconds? Like you said, two moves pin and then he's out makes the crowd go oh my god the quintessential ecw phrase there of how you're gonna do it it's always about telling stories and it's like that's how they told spike being a guy that he shouldn't be beaten uh because he's the the big name here which is just crazy to think just looking at both of them it's like apples to oranges and then he comes in there comes out and it's like another day at the office for him and Dan, I think you yeah. made really – that makes a lot of sense to me because it doesn't have to be a long match if it tells a story, and that's what it did. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And shout-out oh. to Dom, the South Philly psycho, top rope wrestling talk in the building. But uh, I love this comment here where he said Spike helped launch Ray in WWE, especially in this time period for ECW, building Spike as the giant killer and even being referred to a few times as the biggest little man. Yeah. I feel like it was this example that WWE ran with was Rey Mysterio, and it just worked more with Rey Mysterio because he was a lot more marketable. And, and, better. and better. Yeah, I didn't want to say more talented, <laughs> honest, but yeah. definitely more talented. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I feel like Spike Dudley was the guy who opened up the door for a, a Rey Mysterio run in WWE. Yeah. Um, and Nick, you, you said that Spike's entrance was like 10 minutes. Um, yeah. Speaking of long-ass entrances. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have Tracy Smothers versus the Sandman, who is the king of the long-ass entrance. And, you know, this was a classic, you know, styles clash. You had a, a good technical wrestler in Tracy Smothers who also could brawl versus the untrained, beer-bashing, you know, brawler, bar brawler in the yeah. Sandman who doesn't have much wrestling skills but would fight anybody. And, you know, this was a nice clash of styles. There was a lot of interference, though, by the FBI – uh, in the end, the Sandman picks up the victory, but we also have interferences from Jason, from uh, you know, who's running with Just Incredible, and then we get yeah. a big beatdown after this, where not only the FBI but Jason, Chastity, Just Incredible, they all take out the Sandman, continuing to build the feud between the Sandman and Just Incredible. Right now, Just Incredible's on fire. You know, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. He is one of the best rookies in ECW. He came in and was instantly pushed to the top. Here's a guy who was Aldo Montoya, who, a, a nobody in the WWF. Yeah. Comes into ECW, reinvents himself. He's getting victories over guys like Jerry Lynn, getting victories over guys like Tommy Dreamer. Uh, in an international matchup, he had a victory over the great Sasuke. So they're really building Just Incredible as the next big guy. And here, him feuding with the Sandman is a big step because the Sandman's a former three-time ECW champion at this point. <laughs> so to have him get the better of the Sandman, I think that yeah. is you know, a nice little push for Just Incredible. What did you guys think about this matchup? And what did you think of Just Incredible beating down the Sandman after the matchup? Nick? Yeah, Sandman reminds me of that weird, cool, 
uncle at Thanksgiving, you know, like he's cool, <laughs> but he's kind of weird, but Hey man, how are you? Just doing what he wants. I mean, he had what three beers, two cigarettes before he even got to the, the rim. He poured one beer on a, on a fan. It's just entertaining. That's what I yeah. want to see from ECW. A lot of, you said also that uh, obviously we can see that Sandman is not a trained professional, but he had a lot of, you know, really interesting moves. I wrote this one down. Spring shot, leg drop. I haven't seen that ever. And I saw it from Sandman and he executed, you know, okay. Pretty decently, right? <laughs> but um, again, we got to look at the time. We're in the DeLorean, guys. We got to look at the time. This is what the fans want. This is what the fans want from an ECW competitor. And that's what we got. Again, it wasn't an amazing match, but it was entertaining. I mean, who doesn't want to see three beers, chug, two cigarettes, and just, you know, kendo sticks out of nowhere. I mean, credible. Those kendo sticks, they hit. They hit right on the head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, 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 and you know what's great? The, the, the shirt, the, the swag that Stan Man had. What was it? Blood, sweat, and beers. Like, yep. Blood, sweat, and beers. How, much, how, how cool is that? He is exactly. I was just about to say that. Stan Man is that dude. He's that uncle. Uh-huh. It's like, yo, dude, I get you, but you're a little weird, but I dig it, you know? <laughs> drunk uncle is the term you're looking oh dunk uncle is the term you're looking for nick i love this match justin had gone yo see this is why i need my glasses on justin had been going hard all summer to earn the spot and man did he step up he definitely did step up but he was also pushed heavily from his like first matchup in ECW. Yeah. from the debut on he's yeah. been pushed dan what did you think about this matchup i liked it because from the get-go, they did the package from the week before where he wrestled oh, yeah. Justin Credible. Credible got the big, huge win, had him in the ropes, and then just beat the shit out of him. They go in this match, three-on-one. Of course, I love with, with Sandman, the big thing is he's the common man. He's basically yeah. like everybody else in the crowd. It's just that he comes out, smokes a cigarette, hits himself in the head with the beer, drinks yeah. it, throws in the crown, and then brings the uh, of course, Kendo stick with him, and then he has some basic moves, but he gets the crowd involved. That's what he's there to do. He gets the crowd involved. Exactly. They don't think they don't think of how basic he is because they're so into what he's doing. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, because he got him so hyped up in the entrance. But he he's getting attacked from all sides from the three of them. Yeah. You, you got Nunzio here, uh, hitting him with the elbow drop while the ref's being distracted. Yep. And you got Salmon just defying the odds and getting the victory. Then you got Credible coming out and attacking him. And I like the line that he says at the end. He's like, I'm not going to kill you because I want to leave enough of you so I can kick your ass each week falling this week. So I'm yeah. going to leave you there. Just enough of you. Yeah. And I liked how he said that. And then they made the notion he's only 24 at the time. So it's like, yeah. he's young as shit. Yeah, he looks great <laughs> yeah. too. You know, we can, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you guys, but for me, I feel like I can relate to Sandman. That's why I kind of dig him, you know? No, yeah, definitely. And that was his selling point. He Like like Dan said, he was the everyman, the guy who was, you know, just wanted to drink and then have fun and go in there and fight. And I love the fact that you had a guy who wasn't necessarily a good wrestler, but yeah. had that connection with the crowd. So the crowd did not expect to have, you know, five-star matches from the Sandman, but they still had fun with the Sandman matches. That's something that we didn't really see in other companies at the time. ECW would take guys and would make stars out of them regardless of their talent level, just because they knew where to 
you know, the, the famous line is Paul Heyman accentuated the positives and hide the negatives. That's what made ECW special because there's, it's not just the same, man. There's, there's a couple guys on the ECW roster who have no business in the ring, but have such a connection with the crowd. It's like, how could you take them off the roster? Yeah. And then you, on the contrary to that, you did have guys like Lance Storm and Chris Candido and Rob Van Dam. And even earlier you had, you know, Benoit, Guerrero, all these guys who counteracted the brawling and the more like garbage wrestling, you would say. So that's why like I, would still to this day argue that ECW was one of the best companies because they had a mixed bag of, you know, you have your hardcore brawls, but then you have your technical masterpieces. But, you know, I think that the Sandman definitely had a place in ECW and he definitely had a place in wrestling history. And that says a lot for somebody who came so far and didn't have all the talent in the world. Yeah. yeah. Sandman was technically stone cold before stone cold. Steve even saw that in the bingo hall before going to the E. Yeah, Stone Cold feuded with Sandman before Stone Cold ever was even in WWE. You know, Stone Cold had his first beer in a wrestling ring when he stole it from the Sandman's hand. So, definitely. Let's talk about this main event. This main event was scheduled to be... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Just a regular ECW tag match between the Dudley Boys and Rob Van Dam and Sabu. After both teams make their entrance, the franchise Shane Douglas leaves the commentary table, goes to the ringside area. Yeah. He adds Bam Bam Bigelow and Chris Candido representing the triple threat into the matchup. And we have a classic three-way dance. This was awesome. You know, ECW doesn't have much matches on their shows. They Sometimes there's only one match on their shows. 
and it's more about story development. But when they have a show where it's like one or two matches, you know that one of those matches is going to be a fucking banger. And this was that banger. Sabu and Rob Van Dam have been on fire. I've been talking about it lately, like every single week on the ECW reviews. Rob Van Dam is hitting a new stratosphere in ECW, especially being a double champion, holding not only the tag team title, but the TN, I'm about to say the TNT title, the TV title. <laughs> uh, Sabu and Van Dam, they have like this weird animosity against each other because Sabu is jealous of Rob Van Dam's spot because Sabu is the man who helped train Van Dam and Van Dam yeah. is surpassing him. But whenever they go together as a team, they put the differences aside. Even though you see slight hints of it, they put it aside for the betterment of the matchup. Uh, the Dudley boys right now, they are heat magnets who are just making the crowd absolutely hate them. I feel like every time they're on the mic, we're in near riot situations. And then on the contrary, you have Bam Bam Bigelow, an absolute legend. We talked about last week how he should be in the fucking Hall of Fame. And Chris Candido, who's an amazing wrestler, very underrated. I never see his name getting brought up with some of the best technical wrestlers, but he is that. I think these three yeah. teams all together put on a very fun matchup. I love the ending with Taz coming out. Yes. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that afterwards. What did you guys think about this matchup? Yeah, man, I loved it. And I I haven't seen Bam Bam Bigelow, Big, blah, blah, Bam Bam Bigelow fight in a long time. I just, I don't know. I never got to his matches, but... This, since we covered it, obviously I watched it, and he can go, dude. He is, yeah. you know, like they always say, he's a big man, but he can go. Um, I really like that um, Devon and Candino, Can Jesus, Candino, yes. Um, those two, they can work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just, it was really entertaining. I really loved it. I thought... You know, what are you going to get? Again, this is ECW. Go back to the time. It's not going to be a five-star match. But it was a match that delivered. And I, I thought it was very entertaining. And it was cool. It was cool to see Devon back in the day, Bubba back in the day, even Bam Bam. I mean, these these guys we've been watching all our lives. But sometimes you miss things like this. And I miss this. But I watched it. And it was, uh, as Timmy would say, it was a banger. <laughs> Most definitely. Dan, what did you think about the match? Candido. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the details I liked about this with the storytelling is when, uh, of course, uh, Styles was talking about RVD. You see, uh, of course, Shane getting mad. He, he's getting fuming when he talks about him and he shows his jealousy of RVD because he's the world champ. Yeah. But everybody loves RVD because he, he can relate with the crowd. He gets the crowd going. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to handle this now. And he wants to take care of business. So he adds Candido and Bam Bam. I, when I think of Bam Bam, I think of old school Bronson Reed. I think that's what Bronson Reed would have been back at that time. They were they remind me so much of each other, just how they yeah. wrestle, how they portray yeah, themselves as a monster. But this match was just great. And then they mentioned Taz, uh, mentioned that Taz was beaten by Bam Bam. Bam yeah. Bam, the Taz Killer, which was pretty cool. So that, yeah, but I agree with you. Candido and Devon were great. They were like the workhorses of this match. But then you had Sabu and RVD. It seemed like they were trying to one-up each other as much as they could in this match. Like, yeah. he would do this, he would do that with the chair. They I saw to that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. And then yeah. Taz comes out and he, he comes after – 
of course, uh, Devon and Bubba right away. I yep. like the little uh, the detail of them trying to do the three D, but then he slides off of oh yeah, yeah, into the Tasmanian, and then he does the Tasmanian yeah. to Bubba Fire. Ray. And then I like how they made a point to have Bubba and Bam Bam in the ring at the same time. They kind of talked about them be, being like when like words collide, like boom, it's like yeah. like an earthquake. And I'm like, geez, these two guys are big. Because at that time, Boy Ray was still a big guy, and he wasn't losing weight. Yeah, the match yeah. was great. Uh, I like how they they did it. Certainly, like they eliminated, of course, uh, the Dudley Boys first uh, with with help, and then you had a little back and forth. But of course, RVD and Sabu were able to retain uh, the way that they did, and of course, progressed even more because Taz Taz came in and just attacked everybody. Yeah, uh, clear mouth. Yeah, clearing house. You know what was and cool? Then, of course, oh, go ahead. But, no, I was yeah. going to say, and then Shane was just pissed yeah. off at everything going on. Um, what was cool, too, is the entire time we saw Taz, the music was playing. I don't know. I felt pumped. You know, I was like ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it was very New Jack-like. Yeah. <laughs> um, something I love here is just the story of, you know, Sabu and Taz. Sabu, Taz, and Rob Van Dam, actually, all hating each other. For all yeah. of 1997, it was at the Bound for Glory pay per view where Bill Alfonso, shout out to Bill Alfonso, another friend of the podcast, who yo, you know, yo, yo. where Bill Alfonso's a fucking man. Yeah. I said, yo, you still didn't send me a whistle, bro. Send me a fucking whistle, Bill. Anyway, on, Bill. <laughs> but Bill Alfonso, who was the manager of Taz, turned his back at the Bound for, Glo- Bound for Glory at the barely legal pay per view against Taz, joined Sabu. Joined Van Dam, and for the rest of 1997, Sabu, Van Dam, and Taz, they feuded for like a fucking year. I love the fact that we are now at a point where they have a common enemy in the triple threat and Shane Douglas to now that they are teaming. Um, pretty yeah. soon, not you know, spoiler alert. I mean, it's fucking 1998, so if you're getting spoiled, then it's not really a fucking spoiler, but spoiler alert for I guess the show. Soon we're gonna be getting a huge six-man tag where Taz will be teaming up with Sabu and uh oh, Dan, take it away. <laughs> now, one of one of the things I wanted to mention uh, while he gets everything fixed is yeah, I like how there was I liked, yeah. I, all right, Dan, shut I, up. <laughs> now go ahead. Now, Dan. Go ahead. I, I liked how there was like five managers at ringside during this match. Oh yeah, there was like <laughs> oh, so many. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You had uh, Francine. You had Joel Gertner, Sign Guy Dudley, Big Dick Dudley. You had Bill Alfonso. But yeah, so we're getting we're gearing up for a huge six man tag between Shane Douglas and the Triple Threat versus Taz, Sabu, and Van Dam. I just love the story of you know we have common enemies. So I hate you, but I hate that guy more. So I will like you for this one matchup. Definitely cool. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme: The Battle for Roe tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court, and Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor; getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme: The Battle for Roe on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Uh, this episode altogether, I thought it was a fucking banger. You know, I, I love the fact that everything, whether it was a five star matchup or not, everything had a place on the show, and that crowd was eating it up the whole fucking time. Even yeah. with the Spike Dudley match, that crowd ate it up. I definitely enjoyed it. Nick, what did you think about the overall show? What would you rate it? Yeah, man. Um, what do we got? One out of ten? One out of five? five one out scores? of one thousand? Nah. One thousand. Yeah, go out of five. Well, I can't count that high, bro. Um. One out of five, I'll give it a three, just because the first match, blah, the second match, blah, but the third match was phenomenal. So I think the three stars goes to the the last match there. It was just a really good match, and I feel like people can learn from this. I mean, go back and watch it, guys. This is fun. This is this kind of reminds me of what we see now with uh, Triple H. I'm not saying, you know, it's absolutely 100% similar but there's a lot of things i see trips do or that Heyman did and now that uh trips does so it's fun i mean go back and watch this you got it on the peacock you got it on uh wwe network um peacock sucked by the way i'll tell you that peacock is it was trash. so difficult <laughs> to find this because i thought the uh the intro i didn't think that was part of the episode i thought that was part of the last episode so i didn't watch that so i don't know but overall Phenomenal. And again, we got to go back to the time, 1998. This is what the audience wanted. This is the demographic for wrestling fans. This is, you know, this is what they're catering to. And it delivered. I think that, you know, just the, the last match itself delivered. Again, entertainment, Sandman, phenomenal. Spike Dudley, can he beat this huge guy? You know, probably not in real life, but the entertainment aspect comes to play and he beats them really good, really good. And I love Taz, man. Taz looks so good. I can't wait to see uh, what hook has for us in store. If he's anything like Taz, it's going to be banger. I couldn't agree more, man. I totally agree with that. And I also agree with the three out of five. I was going to give it a three out of five as well. Yeah. Dan, take it away. One small thing. Uh, you got to remember this is going taking place during the Monday night wars as well. That this is taking yeah. place, so it's like cool to see the heat of it too. Yeah, the, the heat of it. The, I didn't think about that. From, yeah, yeah. And from a company that doesn't have as much money doing small venues, but a lot, it's getting a lot of buzz. I gave it a three point five because I like. I gave it a little oh, bit extra man. because of, because of the storytelling, because of the storytelling that they're doing. Even though the Spike Dudley match was only like ten seconds, it told a story, and that's what you want from that at that yeah. time. You don't expect it. So, and each thing progressed another story. Every every match had a storyline that it progressed even towards. So, I gave it yeah. a 3.5. Hey, I mean, that's still 
That's a great score. I, I feel yeah. like I'll ECW, give it a four. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give it a 4.5. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely think that ECW, they, they knew their audience well. They knew what the audience wanted. They knew how to give them a buffet. There was there that that's like ECW in a nutshell. It was a buffet. A little yeah. bit of everything. You had your wrestling, you had your brawling, you had your storyline development, you had the hot girls, you had the crowd that was eating it up. You had Joey Styles, who was a fucking, you know, amazing, amazing play-by-play commentator. Definitely love Joey Styles on the mic. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the show. Like I said, I'm gonna give it a 3.5. Well, not 3.5, a three Don't out of five. It. Don't <laughs> want it to. It wanted to. Danny always up. I want to say three on. out of five. I said 3.5, but definitely I enjoyed it. But, yeah, before we get out of here, Nick, let them know why this is a doubleheader for the Bloodline tonight. Yes, baby. Back-to-back streams. We went 32 minutes. Now we're about to go an hour later, 7.15, on the UW Podcast YouTube channel. Just Google us. We're there. Hop on at 7.15. We're going to talk current wrestling. So uh, get out of your DeLorean and come to the current 2023 Chamber, SmackDown, what, Raw, we got a lot going on. And co-host, Juicy Keith, baby, we're going. It's going down. Check us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at the UW Pod and Instagram at UW Podcast. Yes, we do have a fancy website, uwpod.com. But um, De Niro, it's a pleasure. Dan, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> always love having you on homie and you know what i'm excited because this is going to be the first time that i'm on the uw pod i get to work with keith for the first time definitely, definitely excited catch me there at 7 15 subscribe to the uw pod dan let them know what's up yeah you can find me on cage my iq uh, at cage iq on twitter just put out my ufc vegas 70 uh prediction video yesterday Last night, me and Ivan did our New Japan show episode, and then we had a nice addition with Tim coming on halfway through. Yeah, that was dope. We, it was really nice. We recapped Battle at the Valley, recapped, uh, of course, KG Muto's last match, and then no we man. predicted the, and then we predicted the New Japan Cup. So check that out on Circle Debate. Most definitely. And you don't have to go far. You're already here on Circle Debate. So hit that subscribe button. Make sure you follow Cage My IQ. Make sure you follow the UW pod. And make sure you tune in at 715. We're almost there. We're only about 25 minutes away. So go grab a drink. Go take a piss or something. Go pop some popcorn. And then come right back to YouTube. Go on the UW pod. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to all the Bloodline brothers. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the rest of the Lauren passengers. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, five days a week. I will be here tomorrow on the Thursday. When was the last time I was here on a Thursday? We're talking about Ring of Honor Night of Appreciation. This is the show where Eddie Guerrero made his last appearance for Ring of Honor. He is the current WWF Intercontinental Champion. He will be putting that belt on the line against the Amazing Red. We also have the debut of AJ Styles in Ring of Honor going against Low Key. We have Brian Danielson versus Christopher Daniels and a whole lot more. So tune in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on a Thursday for the Ring of Honor review. Once again, I appreciate you, Nick. I appreciate you, Dan. Thank you so much for being here. And I will see you guys in about 25 minutes. Everybody else, I will see you tomorrow. Check you guys out tomorrow. Make sure you tune into AEW tonight. We'll be talking about that on the flagship show for the Circle Debate tomorrow night. Don't want to miss that. Love you guys. Stay safe, stay strong, stay positive. Peace out, y'all.
Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah often thinks about the old boring Sarah. Yes. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.